0: All right, continuing with the music of David Lynch, I'm your host, the Reverend Mark Time, here on the Sunday Morning Hangover. Right in the middle of all this, filming Wild at Heart and working on a sequel, sort of a prequel to Twin Peaks, David Lynch had another TV show. It was a comedy called On the Air. And On the Air was uh, kind of a strange, strange show. It was all about, oh, it was like the radio It was all about going on the air, and uh, I have an excerpt from that show. Kubrick. And that isn't it here. Let me see if I can find it. music from on the air. the Air only lasted seven episodes. I only saw two of them. If you look really hard on the net, you could find it. This next song is from On the Air. Nancy Ferguson and cast doing the Mr. Peanuts theme song.
1: Wherever you go, it's sure not you know you have a little friend. He's salty and sweet. His clothes are so neat. He's loyal to the end. What's his name?
0: You say, we stop and we say, Hey, She's nice <laughs> it's Mr. Peanuts. Mr. Peanuts, the guy you go to when you cry, he can take a crowd and turn it upside down. And if he doesn't have an upper left. Friendly <laughs> little
1: fella, defies your umbrella. If someone gives you trouble and they try to, to reach your bubble,
2: you just, just say, Hey.
1: It's Mr. Peenuts. <laughs> hey,
0: Now we move into a movie, much misunderstood movie, the prequel to Twin Peaks called Fire Walk With Me. They got into the darker aspects of the TV show. It's in the 90s. Music by Angelo Badalamenti and Julie Cruz.
2: Kubrick is one of my all-time favorite filmmakers, and he did me a great honor early in my career that really encouraged me. I was working on The Elephant Man and was at Lee International Studios in England, standing in a hallway. One of the producers of The Elephant Man, Jonathan Sanger, brought over some guys who were working with George Lucas and said, They've got a story for you. And I said, "Okay." They said, Yesterday, David, we were out at Elstree Studios and we met Kubrick. And as we were talking to him, he said to us, How would you fellas like to come up to my house tonight and see my favorite film? They said that would be fantastic. They went up, and Stanley Kubrick showed them Eraserhead. So right then, I could have passed away peaceful and happy. I like all of Kubrick's films, but my favorite may be Lolita. I just like the world. I like the characters. I love the performances. James Mason is phenomenal beyond the beyond in this film.
1: We are beyond.
2: time that Barry Gifford and I were writing the script for Lost Highway, I was sort of obsessed with the O.J. Simpson trial. Barry and I never talked about it this way, but I think the film is somehow related to that. What struck me about O.J. Simpson was that he was able to smile and laugh. He was able to go golfing later with seemingly very few problems about the whole thing. I wondered how, if a person did these deeds, he could go on living. And we found this great psychology term, psychogenic fugue, describing an event where the mind tricks itself to escape some horror. So in a way, Lost Highway is about that, and also the fact that nothing can stay hidden forever. restrictions get the mind going if you've got tons and tons of money you may relax and figure you can throw money at any problem that comes along you don't have to think so hard but when you have limitations sometimes you come up with very creative inexpensive ideas my friend Gary D'Amico is a special effects man and he loves to blow things up he's the one who blew up the house in lost highway and he didn't have the stuff to do it I didn't even know I was going to blow up that house The production manager asked are we going to tear the house down you want to save any of this stuff and I said tear it down and I started thinking I went to Gary and said what if I wanted to blow up something his face lit up and I said I want to blow up this house and he said oh I wish you would have told me I don't know what I've got but then he said yeah yeah we can do it and so he went in and wired up this thing with everything he had and it was the most beautiful sight If he had brought in what he would have, had he known in advance, it wouldn't have been as beautiful. It was a soft explosion. It sent the stuff for hundreds of feet, but softly. And then we shot it backwards, so it turned out incredible. If and so new Was like any other Until I
1: met you And then it happened It took me by
2: surprise I knew that you felt it too I could see it by the look in your eyes Sweeter than wine, softer than
1: a summer's night. Everything I wanna
2: have whenever I hold you tight. This magic moment, while your lips are close to mine, will last forever.
1: Dance with me. Hey, hey. Why won't you dance with me,
2: this magic moment, so different and so new, was like any other, until I met you. Than wine, softer than a summer's night. Everything I want, I have.
1: Whenever I hold you tight, this magic moment.
0: Mechanical excellence, 1,400 horsepower pays off. The music from Lost Highway, directed by David Lynch. As you know, here on The Hangover today, we're doing two hours of the music and films of David Lynch. Yeah, I know, self-indulgent, kind of boring, an itch I have to scratch. Lost Highway is one of my favorite David Lynch movies. This particular music was behind the best road rage scene ever filmed in Hollywood. We heard some Lou Reed from Lost Highway, the music of Angelo Badalamenti, a little bit of the music of Trent Reznor, and going back to the music of Julie Cruz from Fire Walk With Me. This is KWVA.
2: Religion. I was raised Presbyterian. I respect people who are religious, and I think they find something there that's beautiful, just beautiful. There's truth there. Because these religions are old, though, and they've been fiddled with, possibly, I feel some of the original keys from the masters have been lost. But we're all going to the same beautiful goal. That's the way I see it. All religions flow, ultimately, to the one ocean. Transcendental Meditation is a technique to experience that ocean, and it's a technique practiced by people from all religions. Transcendental Meditation itself is not a religion. It's not against any religion. It's not against anything.
0: It was a very dark movie. Also, Robert Blake's last movie. Also featuring Gary Busey. Also featuring Henry Rollins. And also fe- featuring Patricia Arquette. And a number of other great cast members. There was a beautiful love scene filmed. Uh, and it was this was the music behind the love scene. In the middle of all this craziness, all this darkness, all this David Lynch music, all this heavy stuff he did. He was commissioned by Walt Disney to do a Disney movie. A great airplane movie as somebody described it to me. A movie about a guy named Alvin Strait who, in order to see his brother, drove his lawnmower across three states. We're going to listen to the music from A Straight Story.
2: Straight story. I didn't write the straight story. It was something of a departure for me because it's completely linear, but then I fell in love with the emotion of the script. So you can fall in love with something that already exists too, and it's similar to falling in love with an idea. You get that feeling of what it could be on film, and that guides you. signify a mood so even if the room isn't perfect you can work with the light and get it to feel correct so that it has the mood that came with the original idea the light can make all the difference in a film even in a character I love seeing people come out of darkness Mulholland Drive was originally going to be a continuing story on television. We shot it as a pilot, open-ended, to make you want to see more and more. I heard that the man at ABC who was making the decision whether to accept the pilot or not saw it at 6 a.m. He was watching television across the room while having some coffee and making some phone calls. And he hated what he saw. It bored him, so he turned it down then I had the chance fortunately to make it into a feature but I didn't have the ideas now you don't use meditation to catch ideas you're expanding the container and you come out very refreshed filled with energy and raring to go and catch ideas afterward but in this particular case almost the day I got to go ahead to turn it into a feature I went into meditation and somewhere about 10 minutes in psh, there it was Like a string of pearls, the ideas came, and they affected the middle, the beginning and the end. I felt very blessed, but that's the only time it's happened during meditation.
0: Listening to the theme to the soundtrack of Mulholland Drive, like you heard David Lynch explain, originally a TV pilot turned into a movie after (laughs) the guy just didn't like it. And a very strange movie because uh, the key to that movie, and if you've ever seen it, you probably wondered what the heck just happened. The key is that the movie starts right in the middle of the movie when the cowboy comes out and goes... It's time to wake up. It's really a movie that's about a fantasy within a dream. A dream of going to Hollywood. And it all starts with a jitterbug contest. remember, the gentleman in the movie is pressured by producers and money people to hire one particular girl for the movie. Even though the main character in the movie tries out, wants to be in the movie, the pressure to hire the one girl in the movie is just too much. The director has to give in. And... The girl, this is the girl. She has to sing this song.
2: I don't have a clue what those are. sense of place. A sense of place is so critical in cinema because you want to go into another world. Every story has its own world and its own feel and its own mood. So you try to put together all these things, these little details to create that sense of place. It has a lot to do with lighting and sound. The sounds that come into a room can help paint a world there and make it so much fuller. While many sets are good enough for a wide shot, in my mind, they should be good enough for close scrutiny, for the little details to show. You may not ever really see them all, but you've got to feel that they're there somehow, to feel that it's a real place, a real world.
0: We're winding down our David Lynch retrospective. There's been a lot of other David Lynch productions. There's been a lot of Internet productions. He even did a movie called Rabbits. Very strange. And a lot of uh, cartoons. He actually had a cartoon, a comic strip in the Los Angeles Times. But David Lynch is noted most recently ...for a very long, very confusing movie... ...called Inland Empire. I've watched it once. I cannot make head nor tails of it... ...except it's about a woman, Laura Dern... ...who is to make a movie in Europe. A movie that, when they first started making it many years ago... ...was haunted, and the characters died. In the movie... Laura Dern films the movie and starts going slowly crazy, almost as if she's haunted. And you cannot tell whether it's really Laura Dern, it's her character, it's the character in the movie, or if it's the character from the old movie. Here's a song, a very beautiful song. My favorite song from Inland Empire called Polish Poem by Krista Bell.
2: One day, still very early in the process, I was talking to Laura Dern and learned that her now husband, Ben Harper, is from the Inland Empire in Los Angeles. We were talking along and she mentioned that. I don't know when it popped up, but I said, that is the title of this film. I knew nothing about the film at the time, but I wanted to call it Inland Empire. My parents have a log cabin up in Montana. And my brother, cleaning up there one day, found a scrapbook behind a dresser. He sent it to me because it was my little scrapbook from when I was five years old, from when I lived in Spokane, Washington. I opened up this scrapbook, and the first picture in it was an aerial view of Spokane, and underneath it it said, Inland Empire. So I figured I was on the right track. way to work. Working on Inland Empire was very different. We shot it entirely in digital videos. The level of flexibility and control was amazing. Also, I didn't have a script. I wrote the thing scene by scene without much of a clue where it would end. It was a risk, but I had this feeling that because all things are unified, this idea over here would somehow relate to that idea over there. And I was working with a very great company, Studio Canal in France, who believed in me enough to let me find my way. Director's Commentary I don't do director's commentary tracks in my DVD releases. I know people enjoy extras, but now with all the add-ons, the film just seems to have gotten lost. We've got to guard the film itself. It should stand alone. You work so hard to get a film a certain way, it shouldn't be fiddled with. Directors' commentaries just open a door to changing people's take on the number one thing, the film. I do believe in telling stories surrounding a film, but to comment as it's rolling is a sacrilege. Instead, I think you should try to see the whole film through, and try to see it in a quiet place, on as big a screen as you can, with as good a sound system as you can. Then you can go into that world and have that experience. the death of film I'm through with film as a medium for me film is dead if you look at what people all over the world are taking still pictures with now you begin to see what's going to happen I'm shooting in digital video and I love it I have a website and I started doing small experiments for the site with these small cameras at first thinking they were just like little toys and they were not very good But then I started realizing that they're very, very good, for me at least. You have 40-minute takes, automatic focus, they're lightweight, and you can see what you've shot right away. With film, you have to go into the lab, and you don't see what you've shot until the next day. But with DV, as soon as you're done, you can put it into the computer and go right to work. And there are so many tools. A thousand tools were born this morning, and there'll be 10,000 new tools tomorrow it happened first in sound now everybody's got pro tools and you can manipulate these sounds just fine-tune them unbelievably fast the same thing is going to happen with the image it gives you so much control I started thinking and experimenting I did some tests from DV to film because you still have to transfer to film to show in the theater and although it does not look exactly like it was shot in film it looks way better than I would have thought once you start working in that world of DV with small, lightweight equipment and automatic focus, working with film seems so cumbersome.
1: What do you
0: Music of David Lynch. You've been listening to two hours here on the Sunday Morning Hangover with yours truly, the Reverend Mark Time, the music of David Lynch from all his movies. My favorite David Lynch movie, Eraserhead. Number two, Lost Highway. Number three, Blue Velvet. Start with those. Eraserhead, Lost Highway, and Blue Velvet. Welcome to my world.